Welcome to the Hierarchy, the online barbershop, with your hosts, Sungi and Paul, and I'm your moderator, Tyrell. Today, we'll be taking a deeper dive into the making of the Hierarchy, a little bit of behind the name, who are the hosts, and where the idea originally came from, plus much more. So, Sungi and Paul, for all the listeners listening right now, where did you guys come up with the name? So the name actually comes from um, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. It's a psychology-based theory that explains a human's necessities and the level of which level of importance that they should have or do have to a, a person. Um, obviously, starts off all the way at the basic needs, which would be your physio- physiological needs, so like food, water, and it goes all the way up to self-actualization, which is um, more so in the realm of like self-esteem issues and stuff like that. But um, the premise that we wanted to really take away from that is we want to talk about all those basic topics that everyone should know and eventually most people do learn throughout their lives, but they never learn at a, at a point or a young enough age where it's impactful enough to help them in the future. It's, it's those topics where everyone always says, I didn't learn this in school, but I wish I had learned it earlier. And to me, the hierarchy came to be because we wanted to provide people the building blocks to help them achieve personal growth and success. The content of the hierarchy that we were focused on talking about you know, Paul with his background in finance and business and myself with um, health and wellness and business as well. Our perp- well, my purpose in this podcast is to help motivate people through sharing my experiences and then you know, giving tips here and there about health and wellness. My goal for the podcast is really to help motivate others by sharing information and our experiences um, to hopefully help people improve themselves, but at the same time to help improve ourselves as well. As much as we want to share with everyone the things that we know, we always love hearing from everyone and getting their opinions or questions or anything like that because that helps us improve as well. Um, I do like to think of things more from a business standpoint, whether it's uh, finance or marketing or anything like that, just because that's has been a lot of my experience over the last several years. But um, we do have a variety of experiences on the show. Sungi being in that personal health and wellness industry, myself being um, more based in business, and even yourself as well, Tyrell, being um, in journalism and media. Um, so I do think we bring a lot to the table, a lot of perspectives that can help people maybe not inform them on specific topics that they might be interested in at that time, but at very least give them a different perspective to look at something from. 
So uh, why don't you guys tell me a little bit of who Sungi is and who Paul is so that your viewers can better relate to the content that you guys will be talking about on your podcast. So Sungi, do you want to start first? Yeah, so I have a background in athletics. Um, I've always been passionate about playing basketball, and that's always fueled me to to want to be successful in anything that I did. And this motivation that I had for basketball also eventually translated into my academics. And in both things, I wanted to excel and be my best. I've also done some some coaching in my life as well before getting into that being a basketball player. Um, I, I enjoyed helping others uh, motivate them, achieve their goals. An example of this, I was on a basketball team at Heritage College one year, and my teammates, we weren't, we weren't all doing too, too great record-wise for the season, and I was just looking for ways to help push my team, motivate my team. And what I did, I took initiative and I made workouts for maybe like half of the team because those were the ones that were actually serious and wanted to try to improve their athletic abilities and their strength. And moving on from that, like I did five years of Sage Up and it wasn't until my fifth year that I realized what it was I wanted to do aside from the hoop dreams that I had wanting to play professionally. So when I got into my, when I was nearing the end of my fifth year, I was introduced, I was told about the program that existed at Algonquin College, fitness and health promotion, and how it had pretty much everything that I was looking for. It, had, it tied in the business side with fitness and health, communication, which were all areas that I wanted to improve on. And from that, I opened up my business, Sungi Fitness, which is something I opened up just a few months before finishing up my degree at school. And right now I'm going on my second year, two and a half years now, running my own business, helping people achieve their goals. And I do it through promotion of developing healthy lifestyle habits. And what about you, Paul? Who, who is Paul? Um, I, I guess I come from a kind of unique upbringing. Um, born in the Caribbean, moved to the US, then moved to Canada. Um, but like Sungi, my, my passion was always in athletics and the, the hoop dream was alive for everyone. Ball is life, right? Um, but no, yeah, after high school, I came to Ottawa to go to U Ottawa. Um, did three years, but it just wasn't for me, to be honest. Um, ended up leaving uh, and trying to work full time. Um, at one point, ended up working four jobs at once. Uh, I, I was more into the grind of working rather than going to school and reading out of a book that that, that just wasn't for me at that time. But I did learn a lot over my years working. I, I worked security, um, 
learned a lot, gained a lot of experience, started doing personal security, um, started working in bars and restaurants, uh, where I actually started my first business, a promotional and event planning company. Um, and that kind of lit my fire for business. Um, but yeah, after, after a few years of that, I decided to go back to school and I actually just graduated from Algonquin with honors from the business program. So, you know, hashtag uh, graduation 2020, no graduation ceremony. So what made you guys even want to start up a podcast? Like, where did the idea come from? Like, where did, where did the start of the hierarchy come from? Like, I always wanted to be able to have a medium where I can reach people and provide motivation to people over a, a wide scale instead of, like, being face-to-face -face with someone. I want to be able to reach a lot of people and motivate as many people as I can. Um, it's... A podcast actually wasn't on my radar for a long time. Like I never considered starting one or being a part of one or a project or anything like this. Um, but over the last summer, I actually attended a business conference where I got to listen to a, a motivational speaker. And by far, he was the least, you would assume he was the least interesting out of the entire panel. They had Magic Johnson, they had Usher, they had John Travolta, they had the um, media manager for Donald Trump's campaign, and I didn't know who this guy was, but when he started talking and um, telling his story and how he progressed, and I realized that a lot of the stuff he found passionate, I did as well. So that kind of opened me up to the possibility of doing a podcast, and uh, Sungye and I have known each other for a couple of years, and a lot of times when we've spoken in the past, we end up having these deep conversations and most likely end up forgetting most of the stuff we talked about, but the content was always there, and we always took away some points of information or some something we learned from it, and I think over the last few months, we kind of started considering that idea of a podcast and really sharing all the stuff we were talking about. So being as this is already your fourth episode for the podcast, um, where do you see this podcast going? Like, where do you want to take this podcast? Where I hope to see this podcast go is to where we can reach thousands of people and be able to motivate these people and inspire them to want to change their lives for the better work on themselves, improve, and work on their personal growth, and take some information from us that they may not have known that can benefit them on whatever path they may be on. And Paul, where do you, where do you see this podcast going for you? I would love this podcast to reach as many people as possible, especially teenagers and young adults, because the content we're putting out, I think would be most beneficial to that demographic, just because that was the information that was so beneficial to us a few years ago and still is today. Um, the, the end goal is really to inspire everyone to, to do what they want, to really go for their dreams and 
pursue their passions, just like we're do in the process of doing right now. Like this podcast, as much as we want to use it as a platform to reach out to everyone, it's not our end goal either, right? This is a tool for us to learn and share the knowledge that we've learned so that we can attain our dreams in the future. All right, so now that we got all like the behind the scenes part done, let's just get to know you guys a little bit more, okay? So what were you guys like first ever jobs that you've worked and you got paid for, right? What was your first ever job? It doesn't matter if you got paid from your uncle for doing something for him or your grandma gave you a little money on the side. But what was the, what can you remember as your, like, your first like real jobs where you say that you earned that money? I say my first real job had, it was early in high school. I, I don't remember if it was it's between like working on my principal's farm, like helping him do some tasks on there. Just, you know, he's like, yo, if you come out and do this for like a couple hours, I'll give you a hundred bucks. And I was like, shit. Wait, how old were you? In high school, man. I don't know. One of, one of my years in high school, it was, it was, it was like great between grade nine, 10, 11, one of those you years. You got a hundred bucks for one day's work in a grade 10? A hours, yeah. It was. Right, you're, you're living so a nice life a great day. But like <laughs> actual job, he um, hired me also to work at the school as, I like to say custodian, but it was a janitor, <laughs> you know. And it was, uh, it was pretty nice because I had my friends working with me also and it was you know hard work labor and that that was me getting my 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 foot into to what it was like to have a, a job have an income i think my first job was it was actually just for a weekend i worked at denny leather for the win, winter holiday season but it was, it was such a short period that I, I don't even count it as like my first job really because the following summer I ended up working at Canada's Wonderland. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was where I really got my first experience of like having a paycheck and actually working and um, showing up in a uniform, stuff like that. But working there was definitely my first experience of getting into sales and business and and public speaking because they force you to talk to everybody there you gotta hustle and get people to come and play those games man that kind of that, that reminds me of um you know how, how you said it's you, you're put in a position where you had to, to work on your your speaking and constantly speaking to people my first um interview ever so i didn't even get interviewed for these jobs i, I was saying but the first interview I ever got was from um, Mark at Torso Security, and for a first time interview, it went very well. And we ended up talking about playing basketball after, and 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 being in that position of uh, working as, as a security guard myself. I wasn't I wasn't too big on public speaking. Like I would always shy away from it. And I was put in a position where you had to like speak up to people, you had to talk to people. 
whether it was like checking IDs or or telling someone that you know that they couldn't be doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing. And that's definitely one of those jobs that forces you to break out of your shell and get comfortable talking to people. Because as much as people think security is about like being tough or mm-hmm. kicking people out of places, it, like 90% of it is just talking to people. Oh, yeah, so much. You have to have really good people skills. And I've been complimented many times working security because a lot of people, they saw that I was in the stereotype of a security guard where I was just being tough. I don't even think I was that big or that tall, you know? So I had to use my words. And the, what, what I went with was being respectful to people and expecting that they would give that respect in return instead of like treat someone rudely because I'm probably going to get the same thing back. And that's, that's definitely one of the same experiences I had too. Like it, you get so much more out of it when you learn to deal with everything by respecting the other person rather than coming in with force. And I guess part of the reason I became good at that was because, and you can attest to this, almost everybody we worked with was bigger than us. Oh, yeah. Where like, <laughs> the two of us are 6'2", six, 6'3", six, basketball players, but every, almost everybody we worked with at that time was bigger than us. Mm-hmm. And you get to the point where you realize that even though most of the guys we work with are genuinely nice people and are respectful as well, you're always going to get that person who realizes that, oh, okay, this person is being respectful to me, but they're always going to maybe test the smaller person first. Mm-hmm. And when they get the message that no one's here is trying to act like a tough guy, they, you realize that people, like you said, people give you back what you give them. You show them exactly. respect, they give you respect. You act like a tough guy, they feel the need to be a tough guy too. Mm-hmm. I like uh, working security a lot because at the time I was reading this one book called How to Win Friends and Influence Others. So it was really helping me kind of um, shape my communication skills and uh, giving me different exercises to test out. And that's something that I put into practice when I would be working because I'd work as a doorman security, well, bouncer security guard at uh, Mercury Lounge. And I made it my job to memorize all the regulars' names, and I was successful in doing so. And the, the technique that I used was something that I learned at a business seminar where it's associating an image with something that you were trying to to remember so that it can stick in in your mind. I don't remember too much about the technique, but that's something that I would practice. And each time someone would come to the door that was a regular and I would greet them with their name, they would react in a more positive way. And what I learned from the book is the thing that people love to hear the most is the sound of their name. It's the favorite, that's the most favorite thing in the world that, that people enjoy hearing. Damn, we are all narcissists. <laughs> Low key, yes. So I hear you guys talk about ball a lot. Ball is like this, ball is like that. Six, two, six, three. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your basketball journeys. Like, 
where did it start? Where, when did you fall in love with basketball? And when did you realize that you're not making the league? Oh, when I'm not making the league? Shit, yo, I, I still think I can make the league if I, if, I, if I put the effort in. But when it started for me was at a very young age, like my mom got me a, a basketball net that I had in my driveway when I was younger and I would always love you know, shooting around, practicing, competing with um, my siblings and my nephews at the time. And that passion like just grew stronger and stronger throughout my years in elementary, high school, and leading into college, and it wasn't it wasn't exactly like not thinking or reaching the point where I was like, okay, I'm not gonna fulfill my hoop dreams of making the league. It was just at the point where I didn't have the exact motivation that I had throughout. Like this was my final year of SAGEP, which is like a pre-university college in Quebec, and I just reached a point where I was like, I don't think I have that drive within me to want to put in the amount of work that it takes to be successful at this at this in this sport and it does take so much work like I was putting in it's funny I was I was putting in three workouts a day and actually some some days would be four because I'd have basketball practice with my teammates and after basketball practice, we'd, we'd go into the gym and do a workout together. And this would be my third workout. And there'd be people in there complaining about having to do the workout. And I just, in my head, I'm just like, what the hell? Y'all complaining? You're supposed to be putting in the work if you want to be successful. And if you want to accomplish something from this. I guess for me, I, to be honest, <laughs> it's actually funny because in the Caribbean, at the time I lived there, basketball wasn't really a sport many people knew about. So when I moved to the States and everyone was playing this weird sport where you're throwing this ball into a hoop <laughs> with a backboard, um, I, I didn't know there were positions in the game. I didn't know any of the rules. Everyone kept saying double dribble, but I didn't know what it meant. I just knew that I did something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> um, but no, like it... I ended up growing passion for the sport just because two of my best friends played it and were so passionate about it. Um, I played it all throughout high school. Uh, went to a couple practices with uh, York University. This was like nine years ago now. Um, but I ended up coming to University of Ottawa for school instead. And I think that was when I really was like, you know what? There, there's other things in life other than just basketball. So. Mm -hmm. Ball is life quickly went to ball was life. Yeah. Okay, so we talked about what does the hierarchy mean to you, um, the content that you would be talking about on the podcast, who are the hosts with some background information and experiences from the hosts. Um, ball is life for sure. <laughs> and uh, like the origin of the idea of the hierarchy. Um, so wrapping up for episode five what do your viewers have to look forward to first i just want to start by saying thank you everyone for tuning in and listening and all the feedback um every episode we release we get so much positive and helpful feedback from everyone we we appreciate it so much please keep doing it please keep telling us what you think stuff you want us what what you want to hear us talk about 
and um, look forward to what's to come. Uh, the next episode is gonna be um, might be a little controversial for for the sexes, but um, it's definitely one to look forward to. We have a special guest coming in, um, and she's definitely gonna gonna put us through our our put us through the ringer. So look forward to it. And again, thank you for tuning in.